Yeah, we're good. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Game Junction podcast. We got a special guest today, PlayStation Shabby. How's it going, man? I'm doing great. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good. We got uh, Mark right below me here. Hey, what's up, Mark? Hey, how's it going, everybody? And we got the awesome Gamer Aimer. How you doing tonight? Howdy, y'all. All right, so uh, we're going to jump into some a uh, little bit of an intro here so we can get to know our guest. And uh, we'll just uh, ask what, you know, what is your uh, reason for starting content? Uh, so I really I've been doing content for oof, probably about four years now. I, I did a sports blog and wrote for some other sports blogs. And then I got into retro gaming content, I think right around COVID. I just, I, it was cool. I was like, why don't I just film all this cool stuff I have in my collection and find something if I'm going to continue to do content that I'm actually really invested in. You know, I'm a big sports fan, but I love video games more. So it was just kind of, that's how it started. I was like, this is, this is fun for me if I want to do this. And it, it's been fun ever since it's going on three years now. So. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I love what you're doing. I love seeing your posts, your stories, your reels, fun stuff for sure. <laughs> yeah it is a lot of fun um that's kind of my thing is like i just kind of post what i think is cool like i don't really kind of follow i follow stuff but it's just more like i like to kind of post just like how i would post i don't try to you know run by uh i don't want to say trends but like i just i don't try to copy i'm just like myself on the internet like i would be if i was hanging out with my friends so i feel like that especially in streams i do uh, really resonates well with some of the people in the chats that I just kind of hang out with them and I'm just myself. That's the best way to be, too. As long as you enjoy what you do, it's it's like you're never working. You know, if, if you enjoy it and you're having fun doing it, and, you know, you just keep at it and see where it goes from there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's kind of like when it stops being fun for me, then I'll stop doing it, but it's been fun for the last almost three years now, so it's I'm not stopping anytime soon. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it, it is fun for sure. We we love what we're doing, and uh, we love seeing the people you know thrive in the community, loving what they're doing, and it's more authentic to do it that way. Just just yeah, be yourself with the content. It is, and it's it's funny you say you know you like to see other people do good because like that's like I try to gas up a lot of people. Um, you know, in, in the community. And that's what's really nice about it is when I was doing sports blogs, it was very, like, cutthroat. It was, like, who could, you know, get the most clicks and stuff. Whereas here, it's, like, you want to see everyone kind of, you know, succeed together. So it's kind of nice to be able to, like, hey, check out this person. Like, um, you know, you guys are more of a deep dive into the gaming community, whereas I feel like I'm a very surface level. So it's, like, hey, if you like what I do, but you want to get into more, you know, check out Game Junction. You know, there's, it's just like, you can, it's nice that you kind of pass the baton off to other people and, and kind of scratch that itch for people on the internet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's absolutely the way to be. Um, I love seeing people that are bringing each other up that are supporting other creators. Um, I mean, if you're doing anything in this community, it, it, it's awesome to, to see like how they grow. Um, the connections that people make that like you get connected to one person, you'd have no idea you'd ever, you know, even talk to if you weren't in this community and like all these people all over the country and world that you get to know. It's, it's super cool. 
and that's what's awesome. It's like I knew my friend. I have friends that are retro gamers with me. We talk to like the three amigos. We always hang out. We talk retro video games. Then once we started, once I started posting more about it on TikTok and, and Instagram and all that, and just seeing how many people like are in the same boat as us, whereas they love the old games, it was it was like I said, it was just mind blowing, and it was it was awesome to see. It, it really is. I know we all love to see it. And just uh, having like the podcast platform, just the people we all get to meet, like uh, Mark and, you know, Gamer Aimer may not have known some of these people. And we all get connected and we just build each other up. I mean, that's really what it's all about. You build those connections and, and you want to, you know, help these people grow as well as yourself. So I hear that. Definitely, it's nice to meet new people, learn new things you didn't know, get new exposure to, to different things, different games, and everything like that. Definitely, is a is a good experience. Yeah, that's been one of the, one of the funnest things about doing streams. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. It's just like people recommend stuff to you too, so it's like yeah. you get to learn more about other games. Like, like hey, if you like this, check out this. And it's really cool. Or like, hey, you missed this when you're playing this thing. Go back here. <laughs> I've gotten gotten roasted so many times for like if I'm playing a game on a stream and I do something just terribly wrong, they're like, Yeah, you you mangled that so badly, like you need to go back and hit like restart. (laughs) Mark knows all about that. (laughs) Accept it, move on. I'm terrible at some games, it is what it is. Mark gets like both the most support with the streaming and also like the weirdest stuff at the same time. Like where it's uh they give him a hard time about stuff, but I think he also gets like you know some super big. I think we all do, but we he just gets like some extra big support with streaming, and it's it's cool to um, do something like that because there's people that are only interested in streaming that may not watch other content, even have TikTok or Instagram. Like we see different people come in and out of just streams. There's people that are just on the YouTube, like. It's cool to you know do different types of content and bring all these people in. So yeah, you know it definitely is. Like as far as like posting videos on TikTok, you know you'll see a certain amount of people, like you said, just follow that and they'll just hit like and move on. But streams, you get people that are in there like, oh, I got the notification, like I'm in here, passing you up or just saying like what's up. So yeah, it is really nice to have like kind of all those different avenues of people that will support you or just want to hang out. Just interact. Yeah. Chill. Yeah, Mark, I think you can attest to this, too. You, you almost even get some of the most, like, loyal people in some of those streams. I see them come through every time with streams sometimes, and it's yeah, like... You got some of the same people they, that keep coming back, keep supporting you. Even if they're playing a game they might not like, it's you, they're like, hey, I'm popping and give you some support. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely 100%. I know... One of the games I had the most success with, I stream mostly on TikToks. I just do it for my phone. I'm not very tech savvy to, you know, kind of stream uh, sure. through on my computer. But Blitz the League 2 for the PlayStation 3, I mean, you just see tons of people that I've never seen before in streams that would just flock to this game. And it was, it was kind of a good and bad thing because you would see all these new people come in, but they were only there for Blitz. And then once yeah. I stopped playing Blitz and you just saw who was there to actually like watch me stream, it was cool to see there's still like a decent chunk of that. And that just want to be there to hang out with you and yeah. more, more so than the game. Yeah, it's right. like that community and the like, you know, like the personal interactions kind of going through with different streamers and, you know, getting like everyone together just to, to support you. That's like the best part. Yeah, uh, 100% is. 
Yeah, you get kind of like a um, sh- streams are a little less. You know, they're not as uh, filtered as uh, videos or content. So you're you're getting like a you know a live experience. So it's a little bit different, kind of like the podcast. It's it's sort of the same thing. You're getting like a more not I wouldn't say real version of you because nobody's being fake here. But the you just get more of a yeah yeah sure. I mean, you get not the good and the bad. Not chopping know? up this bad taste. You're like, all right, let me chop this out. This was bad. Let's refilm it. Right. Yeah, all, that, that's how I when I film TikToks, I have to have I have it like written out beforehand, and I just I do so many takes. But like like you said on the lives, you're just kind of unfiltered, just kind of mm-hmm. off the cuff. That's it's they get a lot more authentic view of, of how you really are. Like like you said, if you mess something up, you can't just cut it out. They'll either roast you right. for it or it'll be like, cool. Yeah, it's 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 a, a different type of experience. I love it. Um, so what's kind of uh, kept you driven? You said four years of, of making content. What's kind of kept you driven for these four years? Is it just the content itself? Is there, you know, is it, you know, is it the communities that you just absolutely love making content? It's a little bit of both. It's definitely fun. Like I said, I'll keep doing it until it stops being fun. And then just kind of seeing the growth with, uh, like, my TikTok especially. I mean, it's still, like, I, I have goals I want to reach on that. Like, I, I think I'm sitting at 12.4K uh, right wow. now, humble brand. And it, like, it's just, like, once I saw it keep growing to, to that number, it, like, started out at, like, 50, and then, you know, it just kept growing and growing. That, that motivates me just to be like, okay, I can definitely keep this going, and let's try to get it going on other avenues. Um, but, yeah, I would say that, and the, the stuff that comes along with kind of gaining – uh, somewhat of a following. The free stuff is always cool. We talked about it before. Uh, yeah. No, no free ads, but there's a certain wireless controller company that sends me a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like that's nice. That's always really cool. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's just the community. Obviously, I guess I, I could guess up the retro gaming community uh, all day. But like I said, it's definitely a lot more fun coming from like the amateur sports sports blog because we were very much amateur as were like the tens of thousands of other people that did it and it was just more like looking out for yourself or is this one like we said we just gas each other out right yeah i can't i know how the sports community can be it's it's it can be a pretty toxic community you know there's not a lot of uh sportsmanship in sports right so no it was just like a lot of bullying too like not like I, I didn't experience a lot of it firsthand, but just being on Twitter and like following other sports bloggers, it was like they're just bullying these other people. And it was just like this isn't fun. Like this is basically a hobby for us. None of us are getting paid for this. Like we shouldn't. <laughs> we're all on the same boat. We're all amateur sports bloggers. We're not writing for ESPN, so no one is better than anyone else. And like, and that's it was very toxic, like you said. So I, I don't miss it at all. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a tough one. I know, like the, how the Michigan community is. You know, Michigan, they're a terrible football team, and I know how they can be. So, Mark, yeah. any comments on that? No, I'm I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut on that one. <laughs> that's a whole rabbit hole. No, but but as, as a whole, as a whole, like the gaming community, you know, it, it's it's one of the most supportive communities I've ever been in. Um, I mean. Game Rammer can attest to that. We've both had a lot of experience with some really great people. There's some there's some bads, but they're mostly good. So Yeah, and, and especially like in chats, like in streams, that just I very rarely have I ran into anyone that's just like uh just a mean spirited person. Like we we joke around and stuff, but it's mostly 
I can probably count on one hand how many bad experiences I've had in the streams I've been doing for, you know, however long I've been doing it. It's just been, it really is uh, night and day, like I said. Mark, what do you see uh, as far as streaming versus some of the other stuff that we do? What's your kind of thoughts on that? Is that a difference and kind of how people interact with you differently? I mean, I guess a little bit because obviously, you know, not directly interacting with the people when you're obviously pre-recording a video. It's recording. You kind of see people's comments like after the fact. Uh, I don't know, it's just uh, you interact with people. They might bring up ideas that you might not have thought about. They're you might get somebody that knows more about the game than you are. Definitely have experience with that. So it definitely helps to somebody that's like helping you like point out pointers, ones and twos. Like, Oh, don't forget to do this. I want to check over here for this one thing. Uh, I mean, I think I, there's a difference, but it's, I don't know, to me, it's kind of, it's kind of really subtle. It's, it's kind of like you get people that tune in. If you're playing, especially a game from their, you know, their younger years. Yeah. And when they're in the lives, it's almost like they're playing it with you and they're giving you those tips. Like they're they're living that game in real time. They're not watching a pre-recorded video. They're seeing you play it as is, and then they get taken back to when they used to play that game. And that's why I think the really the connection forms. Yeah, I could see that. I love that. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, what do you think? Is there like a main platform for you? I know you're on several platforms, but is there something that you maybe like put a focus in? I know you say you have a significant following on TikTok. Yeah, TikTok is probably the primary one just because I can stream on there and I, I've been really bad to start the year. I want to get on a consistent schedule, but that's where I gain the biggest following and try to post to and stream from constantly. Instagram is kind of like a playground for me where I, I am trying to build it up, but I kind of do some off the wall stuff on there sometimes. Um, I, have a, I have a sub stack uh, that I try to write every now and then on. Um, it's very hard to do all three of those in a week, especially when I work uh, 50 hours a week in my normal job. So, um, but TikTok is probably the primary one that I'm trying to grow. Uh, but it, I mean, you want to grow everything. So Instagram as well is what I'm really working on too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're doing really well. I, I found you first on Instagram and then I, you know, I transferred over to TikTok after some uh, sharing and just kind of looking at, you know, into your content and stuff. I, I definitely like what you have on both platforms. It's, it's Thank definitely you, appealing yeah. and real content, so I love that. Like I said, you know, if I, I if I can't post how I would post, or I tried to do something else, it wouldn't be as fun. So that and then I would probably stop. So yeah, as long as I'm just having fun being myself on the internet, uh, that's it's it's and I can make a you know a following out of that. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. I um. So, what is one of your first? Or favorite uh, gaming memories? I would say first, you know, kind of dive into what you started with. I think this is probably where my love of the game comes from when you asked what games I wanted to talk about uh, tonight. Mortal Kombat 2, um, for the sake of Genesis, I had to have been maybe six years old when I played it, so it's been around 1998. And just playing that at home on the Sega Genesis was really fun for me. And that's probably where I fell in love with the series. Uh, probably not the best thing to let a six-year-old play Mortal Kombat. Uh, although <laughs> two has some really brutal fatalities, but that's probably my favorite. That's probably my first gaming memory is just playing Mortal Kombat two on the Sega Genesis and just falling in love with the series. Yeah, I love that. I, I, me and Game Ram are big uh, Mortal Kombat fans. We, just, we both love Mortal Kombat. I could just go on and on about Mortal Kombat. I, I consume so much Mortal Kombat content. 
uh, whether it's through just watching TikTok or just even watching playthroughs on YouTube. I, I love watching. I don't know why. It's my ASMR. It's very soothing to me. That's awesome. Which sounds crazy from, like, someone who doesn't really get, you know, gaming. Like, Mortal Kombat, Fatality, so much violence. It's so <laughs> soothing to me. Yeah. It is, it is. <laughs> It, it is, especially if you play, like, if you watch the older games, because they were just so cheesy with the sounds. Like, yes, it's a very violent video game, but it's almost kind of comical how over-the-top and how cheesy it is. So that's where the soothing part comes in. I definitely agree. I I love it, too. I grew up, I guess, at, like, a younger age, and maybe I wasn't allowed to play the games, but I would watch my older cousins, and they would <laughs> you know, sneak me the controller type yeah. of thing, so, you know, I I got to play it at a young age, too, and I loved it. I fell in love with, like, the different characters, the different moves, just everything about it, and it was just something that kind of, like, drew me in, so I, I'm definitely right there with you. <laughs> yeah, it's just, there's such a deep lore to it, and even if you just take all the stuff at face value from, like, the older arcade games, even then, like, it's still very engaging to me, and I, I just, it's, it's why I still watch and it's that stuff and, and play it was it almost 30 years old 30 years old the series is this year or it was last year that's why it's it still keeps me interested that's definitely good yeah mortal mortal kombat 2 is my first arcade game i played um and then weirdly uh mortal kombat 1 was the second one i played reverse yeah yeah i love that game um i love mortal kombat i keep up with it now is that something you do do you keep up with the series with Current releases. So I had an Xbox One up until uh, early 2021, and uh, but yeah, I had Mortal Kombat 11, had all the combat packs, all the DLC. Just how I do it, just Mortal Kombat by the only game I bought DLC for. Uh, but yeah, I kept up with the series, anticipating uh, Mortal Kombat 12's announcement that I can get a new system uh, to you know eagerly wait for that, but. Yeah, I play. I play up to Mortal Kombat 11 and the Aftermath DLC. I, I love all of it. Like I said, big Mortal Kombat fan. What are some of your favorite characters to play through? Uh so I'm gonna say for the newest one, I would say most for X and 11. Johnny Cage's combos for me were very easy to learn, so I always love playing as Johnny Cage. Uh, but that's as DLC. I love the. Uh, I love Rambo, and he came out from World Combat 11. He was yes. very fun to play as. And uh, yeah, those are probably for the newer generation. That's probably my favorite character to play as, is Johnny Cage. I was a big Baraka fan and uh, a Cyrax fan back in the, the 2D era from like Mortal Kombat 2 up to Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Love Baraka and Cyrax. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, with 11 for sure. Um I don't know. I, I enjoy uh, Robocop. I, I think yeah, he's cool. he's pretty cool. R- Rambo's definitely cool too, though. I think I think all the DLC characters they have for Eleven's pretty cool. Um, I I played Eleven pretty late because I did not have a PS4 for a long time. Uh, I got an Xbox One just two years before I got the Series X, so I had to go back and play uh, Mortal Kombat 10. But the DLC they put in those games was really cool. I played through like Aftermath. Story is really cool for that. Really enjoyed that. Bummer if you lost the fight against Shang Tsung because then, like, you, the whole world basically explodes. 
Tuggle runs the place, but I'm really interested if when they do do MK12, um, if they do the Great Kung Lao story, I'd like to see them go back in time to one of the older tournaments with, or with Liu Kang as the uh, new elder god that watches over Earth Realm. I'm really excited to see where they go there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Did Did you catch the the latest uh, Mortal Kombat movie by chance? Oh yeah, I so that was what 2021 came out yeah. on Magic because uh, it wasn't in the theaters because of COVID. Yeah, I, I loved it. I know a lot of people hate that movie. Uh, they're hardcore and then or and then a Mortal Kombat fan. Sorry, I was watching a bunch of UFC last night. But um, yeah, I, I don't get the hate for the movie. Like they made a big budget box office. Was supposed to be a big box office hit. Like they cannot do like very niche things. They have to kind of make it for the casual viewer to come in and watch Mortal Kombat. And even as a hardcore or Mortal Kombat fan, did it again. I love the movie. I, I love the fatalities. I love the kind of very basic storyline and the kind of the world building they did for that. So I'm really excited to see where they go. I assume it wasn't as bad as the two from the 90s. Listen here, oh. Mark. I like that in Annihilation. I'm nostalgic for those movies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're yeah. considered terrible movies, but each their they own. are. Annihilation is probably considered one of the worst movies ever made, and I'll I'll agree with you there. <laughs> but you know, the nostalgia of just going back and seeing how yes. cheesy it is it makes for a great viewing. Like if you, it's a horrible movie, as long as you go in knowing that, you're gonna enjoy it. Just kind of you, you know you're going into watching a bad movie so you can someone enjoy it's, it. Yeah, it's a cheese fest. I mean, that's yeah. I don't think it's a good movie, but I'm nostalgic for it. Um, I thought the new movie was good. I liked the new movie. I, I don't get the hate either. Goro, Goro in that was awesome. I thought he was really cool. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see where people are coming from. Like, I, I get, like, there were some things that I didn't like about it, but when you look at it, like I said, it's that they were trying to do some world building and make it appealing to a casual audience who maybe wouldn't know about Mortal Kombat or how deep the lore is. I get it. So it's like, would I like to see them kind of stick to... You know, maybe not killing off Goro or, or maybe not having Cole Young in it. Yeah, but I understand why they did it. Yeah. Game Ramer, did you watch that new Mortal Kombat? I'm a little bit behind. Ugh. I know. Is- that's that's very disappointing, I know. <laughs> I'm going to watch that this week. I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. Um did you happen to pick up the? Um, I know they announced a new one. Did you happen to pick up the uh, arcade one up uh, Mortal Kombat unit? I, I want to. I, uh, my my gaming budget is is nice, but it's not nice enough where I think I could just drop what six hundred bucks. I think it is. So I want yeah. it. I've seen it. I, I do want it because I saw that they put the regular Mortal Kombat three in there. Yes, and I love the original MK three. Obviously, Ultimate's the better one, but I just I would love to have an arcade perfect port of MK3. So yeah, I definitely it's going to be on my wish list for quite some time. I, I think the new unit is just uh, Mortal Kombat 3 with online. Is that right, or am I maybe I've seen things differently? I know that they have w- one coming out with uh, online play. I don't remember if the other one did or not. I saw the Legacy Edition for Midway. They have I think Mortal Kombat one, two, and three. Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, and then like 15 other games on there from Midway, I think is what I saw. That's the one I was looking at. Nice. Yeah, I like, uh, I, I really like uh, Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate. That, the the uh, base game's fine as well, but 
I'm super nostalgic for Ultimate. I never played just a base game as a kid, so. Though it's funny, on a stream, I think it was two Fridays ago, I played Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, and I, my whole thing was, come watch me beat Mortal Kombat, or see if I can beat Mortal Kombat. You, you, you know how the arcade, you played Mortal Kombat 2, so you know how part of the arcade edition is. It was basically made yes. like any game in the 90s to eat your quarters and, and just be so cheap. So I'm thinking, okay, I can probably get like an hour and a half out of this of just streaming myself trying to beat Mortal Kombat 3. And it took me 20 minutes. <laughs> I, it's the first time I've ever gone all the way through. Whoa. It's crazy. Yeah, I was like, well, okay, now I have another hour I have to kill, so I kind of had to call an audible. But yeah, Ultra Mortal Kombat 3, uh, beat that in 20 minutes. I don't know how. I think uh, if I try it again, it would take me at least two hours off camera. So I can put a camera up, then it doesn't go to plan. But of course That's awesome. <laughs> Never I love that. Those games are so cheap. If you if they you are. watch playthroughs or just got experience like an arcade port of the game, they know what you're going to do as soon as you press the button. They have a counter ready to to mess you up. It's just, it sucks. I get why they did it, but it's like, come on, you're killing me here. They just want to take those quarters from kids. That's what they wanted to do. Did you uh, happen to ever play uh, Street Fighter, the movie, the game? No, so that's one I watched so much videos on. I watch, uh, so I've watched like the history of it, and then I watch playthroughs, and I just love how Capcom saw how horrible the arcade version was, and they're like, "No, <laughs> we're gonna make a less horrible version for the home consoles." Yeah, like, that was just funny to me. Yeah, I had that one as a kid too, so I'm nostalgic for it. It's not a great game, but uh, it's all right. It's like a cheese fest as well. I I enjoy uh, playing it a little bit. And but that's why I love Mortal Kombat, especially the 2D era. Like they had digitized graphics, and uh, plenty of other fighting games had digitized graphics back in the day. But they did it to where that wasn't like the whole selling point. I feel like with Street Fighter, the movie, the game, it was like, oh, you're gonna play Jean Claude Van Damme in a game. Like that. That's how we're selling it. There wasn't like a whole lot of cool stuff behind it. Whereas Mortal right. Kombat one, two, and three. It was like we're sending you to Outworld. We're sending you. We're sending the Nether Realm people to Earth Realm to invade. Like just the whole world they built in those first three games. Like you, it was cool to see real people in the game, but you stayed because the the art was just so cool in that game. And that's why I still stick around to this day. I love the old ones. It's like there's so much cool art and design and storytelling in those first three. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm- Brandy really loves uh, Mortal Kombat 2. She's got some cool pieces, but I think that uh, I think that for Mortal Kombat, I don't know, it might disagree with me on this. I really, really like... Um, <laughs> oh, God, what's the one for PS2 called? Uh, <laughs> look at that. It's incredible. It's the, uh, the full-size cardboard standee the game. <laughs> I saw that before we went live. That is, I, I am jealous of that. It even has like pictures from the game and everything on there. That's awesome. It's it's huge. It's like seven foot tall or taller or something. It's massive. That's really cool. That's like a staple of the room. I love that. That's <laughs> I, I I don't want to um, bore the viewers if you don't like Mortal Kombat, but I did want to ask you real quick before we move along. What characters would you like to see that are uh, DLC outside of uh, Mortal Kombat for Mortal Kombat Twelve? 
Are we talking okay, outside of the Mortal Kombat? Uh, I would like to see the mask. I have, uh, the Mortal Kombat subreddit was like, if you, I, I didn't read the comics of the mask, but they said his character would fit perfect in there. So I was like, I'm sold. Once I read like what he does in the comics, I was like, get the mask in there. I don't care if it's a Jim Carrey version or not. Get him in there. The only version. Yeah, yeah, that's the only version for me. <laughs> yes. Um, what I wanted to see, and I don't think it'll happen because he's already DLC and tech in Negan. I feel like Negan would have been great in Mortal Kombat instead of Tekken, but that probably won't happen. And then uh, Shaggy. There was the meme of Shaggy. I got my fill with uh, multiverses. God dang, man. I don't know about all that. It's not a real fight. Sure. That's like an, that's an arcade fighter. We we streamed that one together, didn't we? Yeah, at one like point two months ago. It was this not a while ago now. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of possibility for those. You know, Soul Calibur always has those characters that are the selling point for whatever version you buy, like mm-hmm. the Star Wars characters and you know Link and Soul Calibur two, and I think, uh, man, there's just so many things that can fit well in there. I think like. Having like Alien and Predator might be pretty cool. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of options for that. I, I yeah, think they, uh, they, have, they have their options out there. They really want to try to get. I know Ash Williams was supposed to be in MK11, and yeah. that didn't work out. So hopefully, they would get that sorted out for MK12. Yeah, that'd be great for sure. Uh, so, what? Um, we talked about some of your gaming memories with consoles. What would you say is like your favorite console and/or handheld? So I know I go by PlayStation Shabby. Some of my favorite memories um, on on a handheld console was the uh, Game Boy Color. So I was obviously yes. PlayStation probably one. Let's go two uh, is going to be the Game Boy Color, just because there were so many games that I played on road trips as a kid. Um, one I played in particular that I was happy I got a complete copy of was Rats, which is the little platformer for the Game Boy yep. Color, pretty fun game. Um, the Pokemon, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think Game Boy Color is probably uh, my favorite console behind the PlayStation 1, 2, and 3, obviously. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, Game Boy Color, I go back and forth. But generally, it's usually my favorite system of all time as well. It's like the system I played the most mm-hmm. throughout my entire life. Um, it's a system I go back to the most. You know, I've got... My EverDrive, I'm still always finding new games. I've never tried for it. There's so many. Uh, and I, I think it had you know, pretty expansive and kind of overlooked library. I feel like, uh, to me, I feel like the original Game Boy gets a little more love than the, the collar. And you know, people are always like, ah, it's, you know, it's the same thing with just collar, but it's, it's really not. It is more more powerful hardware. So yeah, it was like basically playing the NES on a handheld, which was yes. cool. Obviously, the graphics are outdated. Like you're seeing, uh, one other one I played was WrestleMania 2000, and it's like, yeah, they look nothing like they do at the time. But this is pretty powerful because ten years ago, this would have been something you could only play on an NES. Exactly. Yep. I, I think, um, I think a Game Boy Color had a lot to offer. Me and Mark, man, we played the Game Boy Color so much growing up. What's uh? But I think I'd lean more towards probably the. Make sure of the advance slash SP into the DS, just because at least the early DS and the S, uh, the advanced had the backwards compatibility all the way, so I could play yeah. more games. Plus, 
a lot of the so, games I really liked as far as like some of the SNES games started being ported over to the Game Boy Advance and stuff like that. So that's why I lean more as far as like handhelds for some of my favorite ones, probably towards that. I, I get that. I have a I have an SP right now, and it's like yeah, it's just cool to be able to play Advance and then backwards capability with the normal or normal Game Boy and then the Game Boy Color. So yeah, no, it's it's a good console. Yeah, like they're all good consoles. It's just the added. It's like the more at least up until the first gen of the DS, it's like it's backwards compatible for so many genes. It's hard to at least for me to not want to take this just because it, the the ability to play all it's such a bigger library at that point. But yeah, I, that's how I look at it. The collector, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to get a Lime Game Boy Color that I had as a kid, but I can just pay a hundred bucks, which so I did for my SP, and I can play all the games on there and have an all-in-one. Just because I don't have the, I don't. You guys have, all have. I, I, I can I curse? I can say the A word. I don't know how that goes or no. It's it's fine. I don't know what that is. Ass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you're fine. Yeah, well, yeah, you're, you're good. Uh, no, you're okay. On on platforms, I don't know how it'll go, but you guys all have like kick-ass setups. Where it's like you guys can fit a lot of stuff in there. And I am working uh, in my house. I have the washer and dryer also in my game room, so it's like I don't have the room to store games like you guys do yet. So it's like I kind of have to fall on a budget sort of. So the SP works out better than just getting a color and only being able to play two games on there. I, yeah, I get that. If you want the real space saver, let me recommend this. Get the Pico boot done with your GameCube. If you do that, that's super cheap. You can get it done under $30. Get the uh, GBA Mini, and that will give you access to all the GameCube games. But with that, EverDrive also gives you access to original Game Boy, Game Boy Color, uh, GBA, and you can also do NES and uh, Genesis on it as well. So you get like eight systems and legitimately playing it on your GameCube. It's pretty cool stuff. (laughs) I'm going to do that because right now I'm sitting at like th- over 300 PS2 games and almost all of them yeah. are complete. So I have like no room where I'm storing them right now for new games. But I still buy them. I just don't know where I'm going to put them. Yeah. Go on the shelf yeah, to the side. Figure that out me. later. That's what we all Figure it out later. Where's it going to go? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I got a delivery from Lukey Games. I, did a, I placed an order on there. And my wife got it in the mail before I was able to get it. She goes, where are you going to put all these? I'm like, that's a, a question for later. I don't know where I'm going to put them. I'm just glad I have them now. That's a future me problem. We'll deal with it when we get the when it becomes an issue. That's right. I do that exact same thing. Uh, did we have any comments to cover? I, I can't get to pull up a few. Uh, uh, I guess we had a few. Any- oh, okay. we had uh, Carl Peterson saying hi. Uh, Solomon McNeil was saying hi. Uh, Carl was saying MK2 is awesome. Another another Mortal Kombat 2 fan. Uh, everyone's favorite. Fun fact: I think that's Shaq's favorite Mortal Kombat. He's been on record as saying MK2 is his favorite. Ooh, nice. Yeah, right. I uh, also enjoyed, said he enjoyed the movie. Over oh, the word, Kano was hilarious. <laughs> but he, he wanted to clarify. We talked about the new movie because I know we were. I, I mentioned some of the old stuff. Uh, Hector Cruz uh, saying big fan of Mortal Kombat. Uh, some fun comments. Rutro Shaggy, Shaggy from Scooby Doo, or Shaggy from the musical artist. I guess they wanted clarification. Uh, welcome, up. Shaggy Two Do. Yeah, bring them all in. <laughs> Get the insane clown posse. Hey, uh, they were in a wrestling game, so. <laughs> yeah. uh, he said, "If if the latter uh, for the latter one, his fatality uh, would be called. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Just fits perfect. Love it." 
yeah, pretty oh, much. Man. Yeah. Uh, then we had uh, Joshua over from the Facebook saying hi. Sorry, I guess he got it. Lost track of time while he's at work, but yeah, I think it's pretty caught up right there. Hey, no worries, no worries at all. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll talk about. I know we've gotten we've gotten to talk. We we hit on sports games for a minute. Um, we talked about Mortal Kombat. What as a whole? Are like your just favorite type of games? Are fighters your favorite genre? Is there something your is your go to that maybe you don't cover? Or... Yeah, so I would say like as far as like gaming now, when I'm not doing it for content, um, skateboarding games are probably my favorite to play, just because they're so relaxing. And mm-hmm. the t- more so the Tony Hawk games. I think Tony Hawk's Underground Two is probably one of my favorite skateboarding games of all time. The soundtrack, the challenges, just like the the levels, and just being able to skate around—that's so much fun to me. Like, just I'm able to unwind after a long day. I, I throw in Thug too, and I I play that. So, skateboarding games are probably all around my favorite genre of games. That's awesome. Uh, I'll tell you what's not relaxing: Tony Hawk Ride on the Wii. <laughs> I've avoided that like the plague because that just looks awful. I I feel like I have a hard cutoff of Project Eight where I stopped like caring about the Tony Hawk series up until the remaster because it was just horrible. Did you um did you get any of the like the portables cuz there was like a um American Wasteland on the DS and down I think it's called Downhill Jam or something. I got both of those when I was a kid. Avoided them. I I knew Downhill Jam wasn't as fun. <laughs> I heard uh American Skateland, I think they called it. That was our yeah, that that game's kind of I don't know. I haven't gone back to it. I know I liked American Wasteland as a kid, or maybe it's called Skateland. I'm sorry. Uh, whatever one it was, there was one of them I liked as a kid. But I know I went back and tried the Downhill Jam, and that game is like terrible. It doesn't it felt like super generic game, like not even worth anybody's time. Yeah, Skate came around and they really put the 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 pressure on Neversoft to try to be a different skating game. And that's when they tried, like you said, downhill jam and ride and they just fell on their face. Yeah. I, man, what'd you think about the, uh, the remasters? Did you like the remaster? If you wanted to- like I said, I sold my Xbox about a year ago, but when I had it, I, I played that a lot and I love the remasters and they really stayed true to the, to the core of the, what the main games were back in the day. Right. It was just see, it's so simple. Like, if I'm not saying you have to reskin a game and then release it, but it's just like if you just go back to basics, people ate this up back in the '90s. They would eat it up now if you just made games like this, and that's kind of why I don't really play a lot of new games. Yeah, yeah fair enough. That's understandable. Did, uh, did you happen to play a Pro Skater Five by chance? No. So I I kind of took a break from gaming when that came out. But I watched videos on it, and I was like, man, this just looks like a hot mess. It, it was basically just an unfinished game. Yeah. But I want to collect it. I saw they released it for the PS3, so I am going to try to find that uh, next convention I go to. I'm going to try to find a copy of that that I can buy. It's pretty bad. Uh, game Ray or Mark, you guys have any experience with any of the Tony Hawk games? No, like I loved them growing up. But um, the five... The fifth one. I put it in my system. It broke it. No, no, no. Like, the game didn't work. It wouldn't load. Just, like, errored out. And it was completely sealed. I brought it back to GameStop, and they said, well, you opened it. We can't take it back. I lost it. I bought it day one, and I wanted to play it. 
and it was broke. Well, that's you crazy. buy it for sixty, and then they'll be like, "We'll give you a ten back for it," and then they'll sell it for fifty. Yeah, right. I, I'm so thankful I didn't buy that new. It was so frustrating. Oh, no, I was gonna yeah. say it's been like twenty years since I played. I never owned one myself, but I remember definitely like you know playing it at like a friend's house or something like that. I don't know if it was you or somebody else, but I don't. Know, I never got into the Tony Hawk games personally. I had it on sixty four. It was that yellow cartridge. We we played it over here a little bit. I can't. Is that one or two? That's the yellow card. Yeah. I can't remember. Two. two. Okay. Blue, 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 yeah. So blue is the first one. So I I got both of those. Um, they were like a little bit after they came out. But yeah, we played a little bit of those. I don't think at that point in time I was super big into. Them. I think as a teenager I got probably more into them at that point. But I know it's not soundtracks. Best. Best soundtracks ever. So good. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say it's not somewhat similar, but I do remember there was a game that kind of had like a like a stunt type mode. It seems like it was uh, modeled off it for the sixty four. It's like Rush two thousand forty nine. I know on that they had had like a, had an extra mode where you just you know you're just in like a somewhat like a park, but it's designed for like a car, so you would do kind of some something similar like tricks. I know it's it's not the same, but that's like the closest type of game that I could ever playing for versus that like matches up with that. Hit a 900 in a Chevy Cavalier. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, 2049 was also a blue cart, right? I think I have uh, or had that, I think. I don't know. It might, I, I don't think it was regular color or not. Okay. I've yeah, I shelf. remember playing that one. I had like a skill shot mode where you can go up ramps and stuff in the park. And do yeah, it's pretty much like a giant stuff. park designed for a car to do it. You got little wings you can spin your car around. There's like little little coins like collectible coins you got to collect that are kind of fairly hard to get to because you have to like hit 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 a very specific uh, ramp or a stunt at a very specific angle and just land it just right. Oh, the, those Hot Wheels games were too. Some of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's also a shameless plug for our video Saturday. So <laughs> go check that out. Uh, it just, it's just happened to come up because you're talking skateboard. I'm like, I remember this game. I was just thinking about it. It has a bunch of like stunt related stuff. You know, that's the best type of like advertising you can do is where you can just segue it in perfectly. You're not just cut, cutting everything to a halt and then just saying, watch this Saturday. You're just like, oh, by the way, you like this, you're going to love Saturday. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, I agree with that for sure. Um, so I know we got to bring it up for a quick minute before uh, we went live here, but what do you think there are of a chance, the chances of a, a new PlayStation handheld coming to us at any point in the future? That'd be cool. Like I said, I, I kind of didn't get into the PSP when it was out, but if they made a new PlayStation handheld where they were able to incorporate to play some of the older games on the go, I would definitely be a fan of that. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be all for a handheld. I think. I think when you get back in the era of just everyone is releasing systems or like they're competing, uh, so I would definitely welcome like the uh, PlayStation, Nintendo, and Microsoft wars uh, if they were all to really go all into the handheld market. Yeah, bring back like another PSP or a PS Vita or something like that. Oh, oh hell yeah! That one of my favorite documentaries I've watched recently was Council Wars, where it was Sega and Super or Nintendo going back and forth. So I, I would just welcome that. And I was a yeah. big wrestling fan back in the 90s, uh, WCW versus WWF. So, yeah, PlayStation, go all in and just go ahead, head-to-head with Nintendo. And then we'll watch a documentary about it 20 years from now. Yeah. It, it can fail. I just want, to, I want a new docu- uh, documentary to watch when I'm, like, 40 years old. 
was I wanted to watch. It was uh, that'd be interesting. So I, I mentioned earlier about the Game Boy Color. My two that I go back and forth with are that and the Vita. Um, I generally say the Vita is my favorite system of all time. I know it's a weird thing, but I got super into the Vita. I, did, I didn't have the PS4. So during that time, I had a Wii U, a Vita, and a 3DS, and those were my systems. And I went all in on them. I mean, I had a blast. I'm actually kind of happy because there were so many like deep dive games I got to play in those that have never been ported to anything else. That nobody really talks about, and uh, I just love the Vita. It was a uh, it's a little bit ahead of its time. Um, some of the features never really got taken advantage of, and I think that uh, it got kind of just overlooked. Even Sony, they they ditched it after the third year. Really, I mean, it was third you know third parties, limited run companies like that, kind of keeping it alive. Like it, it's it's a great system to check out, in my opinion. Uh, I've, I've seen some gameplay. I, again, I go back to Mortal Kombat because it's one of my favorite series. If I watch videos, it's usually on that. But uh, the PS Vita edition, yes. it, actually, for a handheld, the, the, the graphics didn't look bad for it's the great. Vita. I was, yeah, that's what, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's cool. This thing, it was probably ahead of its time, of course, with handheld graphics. But, yeah, I mean, I just really wish that would have got some more love. I agree. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the first one I played... Uh... Well, really, I've only played the uh, console version of Mortal Kombat 9 maybe two or three times, but i that's how I played my Mortal Kombat 9, and I loved it. I say, my first experience with the Vita was the terrible port of Borderlands 2. Did not play well. Yeah, that too. That too. It's terrible. It is. <laughs> that's still, to this day, the only way I've beat Borderlands 2, but yeah, it was bad. The frame rate was the issue. Like, there wasn't really anything outside of that but it wouldn't be like unheard of to get like five, five frames a second for a certain maneuver you're jumping off a, yeah, it's, uh, a cliff or yeah it's it's uh it was wild with that was this the 1980s what's going on here <laughs> for sure um so what uh, you know obviously with your name playstation shabby what are uh other than what we talked about what are some of your favorite playstation games for any of the, the consoles, handhelds? I'll try, I'll do two each system. Uh, PlayStation sure. 1, I'm going to go Spider-Man uh, from Activision. That was a, a very fun game for me yeah. to play. Um, probably NFL Blitz 2000. I, it's just because that Blitz is, obviously Blitz the League is fun, but when it was just back to being like a over-the-top, violent, a tongue-in-cheek kind of, a game with the NFL involved. I, I did love those blitzes. Um, yes, two. Jackass the game. I know yes. it's weird, but it is a very fun game to play, and I feel like there wasn't a whole lot like that. And that was the beauty of the PS2. It was like everyone got I a agree. game. We were talking about it before we went on the air. I said Transformers got a game. I just bought that for like two bucks. Like every, That's why the library is so big, because everyone got a game on the PS2 era. So Jackass was a fun one. Um, I go ESPN NFL 2K5, especially some of the videos I've watched on it. It's like they basically forced Madden to. It's a double-edged sword. They came out with such a great game that EA Sports was like, we have to lock up the NFL license exclusively. Uh, but that that just shows how great the game was. Is that it basically forced Madden to monopolize the market for football games, and it was only twenty bucks when it came out. So that's probably my right. two favorite for that system. Um. PS3, 
I'm going to go UFC Undisputed 3 just because I've seen where MMA games are now, and that really was the peak uh, for MMA games for me. And uh, I go Tekken Tag 2. That's probably one yes. of my other favorites I go to a lot. Uh, I love Tekken is probably my second favorite video game series behind Mortal Kombat. And I, I love the fighting genre. So Tekken Tag 2, uh, having everyone in there and updated if they haven't been in the game for a while was pretty cool to see. I love that. Yeah, the Tekken Tag 2 is great. I I played it on the Wii U, and uh, I tried some. I think I tried on PS3. We use it's actually a really good game on there. It's probably one of my most played games on there. It's, I would not have expected that. That's pretty cool to hear. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, online was great for it. I mean, it had. I I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I know it is still competitively played with the Wii U. Believe it or not. So there's people that actually play that version now and it's it's uh it's really cool stuff um before we dive into our news now um i'm gonna go ahead and acknowledge some comments we've got quite a few we've got uh tony hawks were amazing on playstation from josh he also said i love crash bandicoot games and spyro wish crash bass was remade now i agree with that um Johnny Bravo 663 says, hi, all. Do you take questions? Love, Shabby. Yeah, I mean, ask him in the chat. We'll definitely we'll definitely get around to answering that. Got I'm Carl Peterson. But I, I love you as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a super nice comment. Thank, appreciate you uh, saying that for him, for sure. Uh, we got Carl saying, really enjoyed Tony Hawk Underground 1 and 2 on PS2. We've got Eep saying hi, kids. I like the Vita, but Sony made too many horrible de- uh, decisions. It had to die, unfortunately. Yeah, that is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, got Carl saying love the Vita too. Still play it now. It has a very fun port of Mortal Kombat on it. I agree with that. Um, got Eep saying I played both versions of MK9. Had fun both times. Ratchet and Clank Full Frontal Assault on Vita was complete garbage though. Actually, I actually have not played that on Vita. I have the uh, collection with three of the games on there, but I've never played uh, Full Frontal Assault. Um, Millennial Collector. Yeah, now i got to play it. I'll, I'll give it a go. I'm going actually going for a full Vita set. Uh, Vita and 3DS are the only ones I'm doing that with right now. So We'll see. i got to get around to it at some point. As we work on your Switch collection, too. Yeah. What was that, Xavi? How many how many games were released for the Vita? Like, do you have a pretty uphill battle I've, with that? Um, I've got a lot of the bigger titles. Um, I've got the most expensive, the Persona Four Golden. I got, I worked out a trade, and I also got a, like a really good deal on that. Twenty twenty. Um, there is a game I cannot remember what it's called. It was uh, it's not like technically part of like the full release library, but it's uh, oh god, what is it? I think it's Binding of Isaac got a Vita release, but it never actually released to the public. So there's like some copies out there, and they go for several thousand dollars. So it's crazy. Other than that, yeah, it's uh, that would be the biggest one. I, I don't know about that anytime soon, but I'm definitely trying to collect all of them. I, I love the Vita, so I only do that for stuff I love now. Like, uh, there's nothing else I really care about having like a complete collection or anything like that right now. Anyway. Um, we've got 
Millennial Collector said Vita is just an amazing handheld to play. Love that OLED screen on the Model 1. I agree with that. Great screen. Johnny Bravo says you guys are amazing. Please keep it up. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Eep says Jackass is a wonderful game. Check out the special features on the Jackass 2.5 DVD for the making of the documentary. And says, I have the OLED. A friend has a lesser screen. It has a huge difference. There is a massive difference between the two models. Um, we've got Hector Cruz here saying, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 was my game back in the day. Retro Rob says, what's up, y'all? Hector says, always use the cheat. And infinitely did the front grind and unlimited flips. Times. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, hey, whatever makes it fun for you. So uh, we'll go ahead and dive into some of the news here this week. We've got uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been delayed to April 28th. What do you guys think about that? Unexpected, expected. Do we know how long? Like, what was the original release date for? Do we remember? It, yeah, it was supposed to come out mid-March, somewhere mid-March. So not, a, not got, a big deal. Got pushed back about a month. I mean, hopefully it's a yeah. sign of they're just trying to they want the extra time to polish up the game a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good thing, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Delay over issues? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what's the hope. Probably still going to be issues, but yeah, if they're going to delay to get the major ones out of the way, that's probably the best bet. Yeah, I know that the the first game, I can't remember having major issues on launch. I don't. I didn't play it right away. Yeah, I didn't play it. You know, Mark, either. if there was... I didn't play it at launch, but I don't remember running any major issues. I, I thought it played fairly well. I got it within a month or two of coming yeah. out, I believe. It, it's a while back now, but it, it played well when I got it. Yeah, for EA, I think it was pretty polished. So I was actually surprised about that game. It's an awesome game. It's really, really fun. Oh, yeah. I I quit caring about Star Wars games really a long time ago, and this is the only one I've jumped back into in a long time, and it was actually really fun. It's the first one since like the original Battlefront 2. Yeah, exactly. It's like a whole yeah. fifteen year gap of games, I was kind of like, eh. Yeah, I was kind of the same way. You know, I just didn't care. It wasn't holding my attention anymore. <clears throat> got Twitch's AI streamer slash VTuber is pulling in millions with just their reaction contents. What? Uh, pretty. Yeah, if you pretty if, wild. if you've not given it a shot, it's a very interesting watch as far as like AI. It makes it makes sure like AI and VTubers. I think the bot got banned for a while because it just went off the rail. It was it was some like uh, it was denying some big tragedy back in the forties, and it, it was crazy. It was yeah, it's it's an interesting bot to watch. AI is AI are interesting. Do that. What's that? How does AI even get programmed to start diving into conspiracies? I don't know. Well, because I it depends on like what kind of level of AI you deal with. Some AI, if they're like fully open to the world. I don't know. I don't know how this AI works. If the chat can like influence the AI, so there's always a possibility that people were intentionally trying to get the AI to to react a certain way. But I don't know. I, I can't say it for sure because I don't know how this AI interacts or, or learns or something like that. It just sounds like a recipe for disaster. Like most AI have been so far, they the internet just feeds it the worst thing possible and just ends up going becomes into terrible. They just have to get like muted and stuff. I, I always find it entertainingly funny to watch. The internet ruin every AI that every major corporation has put out. Yeah, I don't. The the VTuber stuff is I don't 
necessarily get a market knows it's, a little bit more about that, a, but it's a rabbit hole. What you go in, yeah. there's no getting out. Yeah, it does. It does seem wild. I wonder what. I wonder how the AI is programmed. Is it really AI? Is it being advertised as AI and a person's you know, behind controlling every action? We I don't know that we know hard, that. I mean, I think it's probably AI. But there's obviously people probably watching it to monitor, make sure it doesn't go off the rails. But I I don't know if we ever really know how it's being like mm-hmm. shackled behind the scenes or what its limitations are. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I saw the the piece that I saw was uh, this AI streamer watching an AI version of Seinfeld. <laughs> it's like going around everywhere. I don't definitely got to look it up whenever the streams are. It's pretty funny stuff. It's like a AI episodes of Seinfeld. AI, AI as a whole has been getting crazy, especially with like the AI art. And then they're trying to like I think they're talking about the potential for an AI to like make a television show. Like it's it's crazy how far this technology's gone. Like just like the past ten years. I think I saw a thing for AI on Reddit, and it was like they made uh, they made a picture of these girls that looked very realistic. It was safe for work before anyone asked. They were just like at a party, <laughs> but. Um, and like it got, it nailed everything, but except the, I think it was the fingers and the teeth. It gave them like yeah. seventy-five teeth and like eight fingers on each hand. Like so, it's got some kinks. It's got to work out, but it is just stunning how they can make people look so realistic and then they don't even exist. I think the way the AI art's supposed to work, and I might be getting this somewhat wrong, but essentially it's taking like an amalgamation of like real art and then just doing whatever high-level math and putting something out. Essentially, I think that's how like like it's supposed to work. It blends everything together. Yeah, I've yeah. done a bunch of the AI AI art stuff, just messing around with it. And uh, you can see, like, it'll show, before it gives you a result, there'll be, like, ten examples of what it's doing. And it's, like, pulling in and kind of meshing all this art together, if I'm understanding it correctly. But it it's pretty wild stuff. It does, it does really good stuff that you wouldn't know otherwise that it's AI art. So it's like a whole rabbit hole in itself. Yeah. So. And I do want to address these just because it's on the topic. Uh, Giant Barbara was saying AI is scary. I mean, it's got the potential. Uh, Richard Robert was saying, I think people need to get out more. It's just some guy chained to a desk. Their cries for help. That's why he was that. That's why he was talking about denying certain things. Is like that's his cry for help. That's his flare. He's he's shooting up into the sky. Yeah, right. Notes. This was the original comedy. He's like Will Smith was in an AI documentary. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, well, yeah. Hi, robot. Yeah, right. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so we've got, we actually did a video on this this week, but I did want to bring it up here to see if there's anybody else that had anything to say. And we got a little bit more information and some uh, community, I guess, backlash. Um, Netflix showed their teaser posters for the live action One Piece. And uh, it's kind of got the internet going crazy about it. I, I saw some stuff from Reddit. Some stuff from Facebook, but with their their botched um, Cowboy Bebop that they did and Death Note and all those other things, what what do you think about that, Mark? Uh, I think it's got the potential to be as far as like like the the anime adaptations goes to be better because it definitely looks like they've got a uh, the original creator. I, I'm gonna butcher his first name, but Oda seems to be as, as on as like an executive director. Apparently, they've been working on it for, I think I saw somebody mention something about potentially like six years now they've been working on this. So they've been working on it for a while. So the, the hope is that, you know, if you have the original creator on board and he's heavily involved, that this might actually turn out well. Don't know. 
it supposedly got a decently high budget, so at this point it's just kind of like a like a wait and see, hope for the best at the very least. This genre is kind of outside my expertise, uh, especially with the Cowboy Bebop remake for Netflix. I know I brought up earlier with Mortal Kombat where they, they try to broaden the, the content to make it where everyone can enjoy it. Has that been a problem with the Cowboy Netflix and series before? Uh, like they just uh, it, from the source? The Cowboy Bebop was just people who didn't really and it showed in the writing they just didn't understand the 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 base uh the source material because the the original show is very western inspired to begin with it there it should have been a very easy to adapt to a live action to at least appease people that wouldn't like to watch something like an animation style but it was there that that show should have been very easily adapted and should have done much better than it did it's just people that the creator wasn't involved at all. He ended up not liking it, and then yeah, they just people didn't know what they were doing. And the the bit obviously the bulk of the backlash comes from people who like the source material and then heavily heavily criticized it. Which it's it's just it, it's such a, like double edged sword. Like if you're going to deviate so far from the source material, you at least got to make it like a watchable show where people are, are going to at least enjoy it. And I don't know how The Last of Us is doing with the source material, but at least it's like such a good show that people may nitpick it, but it's not going to be the total discussion of the show. Like it's, they're like, it's a good show, but they could have done this. It's, it's yeah, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it shows that the creators are probably more involved, which is why it's you know more toward the source material, which a lot of these should be. They're just small changes to the actual adaptation for the medium that you're showing. For sure, yeah. Uh, while we've got it brought up, um, Brandy, what, what what's some of your thoughts on uh, Last of Us so far? You're the, I think you're the only one that's watched any of it. So yes, I'm, I'm sure. up to date on it, um, although I'm missing you know, an episode now. But <laughs> um, I usually do try and keep up on it. I, I like it so far. It's It's been like an emotional roller coaster for me. <laughs> um, I've just gotten so involved in it, and I love how... No, like, going through the game, but there's also a little bit extra going on. Like, when you do these adaptations, like, I don't want a scene-by-scene of the game. I do like how they have done just a little bit of extra things, but it's not so far, you know, from it. But they're actually, you know, giving you a little bit more information, and I love how, like, the timeline progression of everything is going. Like, I, I just, I love it, and I've been watching it with other people you know, having, like, these, like, watch parties and then trying to keep up. And then, you know, I talk about it to some other people who are keeping up with it. And, you know, I love it. I I think they're doing an, an amazing job. And I can't wait to see, you know, like, what this actually brings into the video game market. Like, as of, like, other TV shows. And I know, like, with God of War and stuff, they were talking about trying to keep, like, the same, like, morals and everything of when they you know do that in the future so like i just i can't wait to see what this opens up and i can't wait you know to see where we go from here yeah i know you're talking about that it just seems like if there's a if there's the only chance for this, these uh games or series to be adapted to like live action you need the original creators to be involved or else mm-hmm. the original people just don't have the same vision or the same like maybe not the same love for it so to bring on like the original creators of these shows or people that are currently in charge of them would definitely help improve the overall product yes 
Agree. That's, that's what I'm worried about. So Twisted Metal is supposed to have a show come out on Peacock, but they haven't had the original creator involved with that since the game came out for the PS3. So I'm, I'm really, that's a sacred yeah. <laughs> video game series to me. So I'm very interested to see if they stay true to the source material or if they just go completely do a hard left into something else and it ends up being a hot mess. Was there even a story to Twisted Metal? Yeah. Yeah, I, so I, I don't ever. I don't remember there being a story. I'm just. I just remember the sweet tooth from that game at this point. How so dare you? I've played it. <laughs> I haven't played this game in over well over ten years. <laughs> I don't remember anything from the game. Yeah, yeah, definitely a story. I, I gotta say, I think they could do that right, but I, I wonder how they would do that. It's such a weird, like, game style to adapt. Like, sure, the story is there, but at the end of the day, it's like you know. A battle royale, car smashing, fighting game that like, I don't know how it would work, but I'd love to see some uh, stuff on Sweet Tooth. I love the character. In my head was each you should do a ten episode season, and you have nine different drivers, and each episode focuses on a driver and their backstory, and then kind of does a little progression into the tournament, and then the tenth episode is the tournament playing out. You see who wins. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, I, I like watch that. It. Watch it. Um, if, if Peacock steals that for the second season, if it gets picked up, we know where they were watching the Game Junction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they better. Yeah. You better get paid for that yeah, too. Right. <laughs> well, we'll we're, we're always guessing each other. You guys will get some cuts of that too. It was shared here. I definitely will give you guys some equity in that. That's awesome. What What do you think, Brandy, about a um, a Twist Metal series? I think that would be fun. I love that game. I used to play well all of the games. Um, I've actually been talking to quite a few people about some of the games too on the PlayStation One. So it's, it's definitely been like a topic of conversation this past weekend. So, um, what was your favorite for the PlayStation One? Um, I feel like I remember a lot being around two, so metal two. Who's the overall best one on the PS1? I'd say that that one is probably what I remember playing the most. Then we were talking about Small Brawl. (laughs) King Wise and stuff. Small Brawl is so funny because that was, everyone saw the release of Twisted Metal Black and they're like, okay, where are they going to go from here? And they just went back to the PS1 and made a kid version of Twisted Metal. Like they just made the game they, I I would say for that time, they just went and made one that just did a complete 180. (laughs) <laughs> I did like black, but yeah, that's that is what they that's what they did. That's yeah, that's just such a unique series. <laughs> no, this is somewhat unrelated, but I was thinking like a game that would that could make a an amazing adaptation. You make Conquerors Bad Fur Day in a live action or CGI show. I love that. I would love Dude, that. I'm all I'm all in on that. Humor, I'd be, uh, be entertaining. I love Conquer. Uh, I, I love me some toilet humor. <laughs> this is also off topic. Do, do any of you guys like fur fighters? Do you guys play that? Any of you? Uh, that sounds familiar. Was that, weird. No, I was gonna say, was that the game that we saw that they like advertised like the Game Awards, or is that a different game? No, no. This is a. Uh, there was only ever one. It was on the PS2. I, I believe it was PS2. Oh, yeah. PS2. Oh, yeah, never mind. I was thinking. I was thinking a completely different game. Yeah, yeah. So they it got brought up a rumor about them doing like a remake of that not too long ago, and I think that <clears throat> those style of games like that, there's like that and whacked. 
And uh, what's the Cell game on PS2? It's driving instead of like on foot, but it's the same concept. Uh, we just did a video on it recently, Brandy. Do you remember cell the cell damage? Yeah, cell damage. I I miss those style of games, just like a battle royale, just kill each other. Like need better graphics and like you know pump it up a little bit. I'm down. Yeah, yeah, I, I love those style of games. Those are fun. There's like a you know split screen battle royale. I'm sure you know it could work online too, but just like fun, stupid party games. So what you're saying yeah, just, like, is like mine fun. This is the next Fortnite spinoff add-on. I knew somebody was going to say Fortnite, but no, that's <laughs> nah, This is different. I, Brandy understands what I mean when I say it's yeah. different. It's not the same sort of thing. But uh, we'll, we'll dive into some other news there. Um, we've got this is a cool one. I'm actually you know excited. This is legit. We got a massive Legend of Zelda Lego set. That's apparently leaked of the Great Deku Tree from Ocarina of Time, and it will be like a double set. So you're getting two scenes from the from Ocarina of Time um, with uh, all the Lego stuff that's been video game related lately. What do you guys think about that? I think I need to save up eight hundred dollars for that. Yeah, that sounds expensive. I hope it's big and it's expensive. It'd be look, it would look nicer. Yeah, Lego's so expensive. Earth. They're nailing it though. Like everything that I've seen at like my buddy's house who collects them, and like, I I want to get a bunch the of the NES sets. and the Atari. I really want those. Oh, yeah, yeah, those look really nice. And then yeah. even the the like block. Then yes. they have like the yeah. different thing. like question block so, and they open it up. So detailed. And they're also like three hundred dollars. That's still <laughs> so they better be like detailed. Those. Yeah, I think I think the NES. I think it's more than that, actually. I think it's like I could be wrong. It's a lot though. Some of those, it's, some of those bigger Star Wars Legos, like the Super Star Destroyer. Those, those are like you're pushing like eight hundred dollars, but it's so big, but it's so beautiful. I'm like, I want this. I don't have the money. And if I had it and I built it, where would I put this? It's all one gray color too. There's not even like any variation. But it in still it. looks amazing with with all that gray. It does, man. I don't know if it looks. Amazing enough for the money. Uh, I think <laughs> to it me is. anyway. Because you, you, you have wild the enjoyment stuff. of putting it together, and then it's a essentially like a shelf piece. And then you just keep buying more and more. Out of Lego, Lego Star Wars is like sounds like a, video games. It's like a crutch for me. <laughs> Too many expensive hobbies. I, I yeah. just don't know. That's why I had to cut out. See, I was doing you know I collected toys, movies, all the adjacent stuff for years and years and years until 2020. I was like, listen, there's too many games. There's not enough time to enjoy all these other things. I'm like, do I want something? You know, nothing wrong with this either, because I did it for many years. But do I want something that's going to sit on the shelf, or do I want something I can actually use and interact with? You know, if I've got to pick or choose. Why not? Like, uh, well, okay, so you see this here. I don't actually have hardly any room. You could, I know Shavi said that earlier about the room. This is all I have. This is the room I have. This little side of the room, I don't have any additional space for anything. So anything else I have is in boxes and totes, and I can't do anything with it. And it's sad, and I think about it every day of my life. So, and I hear that, and I go, "Challenge accepted." Where can I take over next? I will buy the wood and build my own shedder. Add add on to the house. <laughs> I Just love put it. it in my car now. You know, I'll figure it out later. <laughs> uh, exactly. I did want to acknowledge we got a. Oh, sorry, Brandy, go. I was just saying, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
go through some of these comments we've got right here. We've got Johnny Bravo said Terminator. We were talking about earlier. Say, can you guys talk more core, uh, Mortal Kombat lore? I'd love that. Uh, we might be able to get to that. We've got a, got a bunch of stuff to get through here. We'll see what we can do. We've got Retro Rob saying Netflix, ha- Netflix has gave us the blockbuster show. Um, Aaron Last says talk more anime, y'all. There's a there's a fan made Mortal Kombat anime. That's interesting. I didn't know yeah. that. Do you know that, Shavi? I didn't know that. I know there was a fan made trailer that got the online series made. Um, I think it was called Rebirth. I saw that, but as far as anime, I didn't know. I know they got the uh, the, the new Legacy Blu-ray series, but yeah. I did not know that was a fan made anime. Pretty cool stuff. Um, we've got Johnny saying, "Man, Mortal Kombat is great." Yes, it is. We agree. Uh, Aaron says, "Y'all are great. Love you guys. Thanks. Thank you. We appreciate it." Uh, Johnny, Johnny says, uh, "Last of Us is not a good show, <laughs> or is not good as a show. Not good at all." Teach their own opinion. <laughs> yeah, Seems and like then Wretch, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rob just says. Dell damage when I couldn't think of the game earlier. So uh, we've got uh, a couple more things here in our news. We've got a uh, PlayStation Plus collection is disappearing. Mm-hmm. So what's everybody think about that? It's 19 games that'll be gone. Can't get for free. Uh, we kind of so we kind of talked about it for for one of the news videos coming out uh, later in the week, but it seems like a like a temporary thing. Now they're moving on with their new. PlayStation Plus tier subscription that seemed like the long-term plan they wanted to do the whole time. Maybe they were trying to test, you know, some some behind-the-scene mechanics and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to go too deep into it since we have a video for it coming out, but uh, I think it was just like a filler spot for the PS5 because when that launched, there wasn't very many games. They're like, here's 19 games for free. These all have next-gen patches and upgrades. Play these, and and this will hold you over until we got some more games coming out. Essentially, so um, I saw it as a temporary thing from the get go. So I'm not surprised at all. I I honestly thought it would have only been for like 2020, so like a month or two. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you know, it's expected. It's digital. Uh, we've got oh Nintendo wins Joy-Con lawsuits. What's everybody think about that with this drift? Yeah, I think from what I what I was reading was that the like a judge, I think it like I think like do whatever they do, toss it out or whatever, pretty much saying you all agreed to the terms of service or, or something along the lines of that, so get screwed. <laughs> well, what was it what's the TLDR on this? I, I'm kinda out of the loop. Uh essentially I think there was I don't know who brought up the lawsuit, but there was a lawsuit brought up against Nintendo with the whole Joy-Con drift thing. And essentially, it was something to do with like when you bought bought the game or something like that, you accepted the. I don't know, it's not the terms of service, so there's something one of those things you you agree to, and they pretty much said, as far as the law is concerned, yeah, there's nothing. You just you're just gonna have to suffer essentially. And it got and it got tossed out, tossed out of U.S. court. I apologize about my camera too, guys. Anybody watching live, trying to work on it. Yeah, so pretty uh, much at the end of the day, Nintendo Nintendo wins on that front as far as not having to shell out any money for it or have to care. So if you have a defunct or a broken controller moving forward, send it and get fixed or buy a new one. It's pretty much going to be the, uh, you know, the, the, the answer moving forward from, if you deal with like presidents and the courts and stuff like that. 
I think that I think it was like a class action lawsuit, right? It probably there probably, may have, that's probably what it was as far as like, hey, they're representing everybody as a whole that bought a switch and has had these issues. Would that would make the most sense? Yeah, you know, I mean, drift has been a thing since like 360 and PS3. Like, the, you had the capability of getting drift in those. I have repaired uh, 360 controllers with drift. Um, they're in both the PS5 DualSense and the Series X controllers. And the uh, expensive Elite 2 controller for the Xbox is more prone to it than the standard controller. So it's like a industry standard at this point right, which you're is gonna you're gonna use the cheapest material which is gonna break down faster than more long term but to them use a cheap material it's more likely to break that's more potential money since you're gonna have to buy a new controller so they have, there's no incentive to make a control that's gonna work for 10 years mm-hmm. yeah the uh yeah. it it is i agree that there's already been reports of people getting drift in the uh dual sense edge controllers that just came out and those are almost $300 controllers so yeah it's obviously a pretty pretty big issue which is kind of crazy that you know a $300 controller can can get drift like that so easy in a matter of a few weeks so yeah, it definitely sounds I, like a, like a manufacturing problem because Paul I would accept maybe expected to get drift maybe if you use it heavily over three, four years maybe, but like within a few weeks, it definitely just seems like there's a an issue with manufacturing if that you have if you're dealing with drift that that quickly. Yeah, I mean that that controller just came out like two weeks ago and there's already, you know, reports kinda all over about that. So it's uh it's a bummer. Hopefully people can fix what's what's going on. I I don't know, it's kinda crazy. So uh we'll dive into a few topics we got here left. Um so we kind of covered this. What what do you think on the sports side of things? You like sports games. So what do you think on the, um, the microtransactions that are like infested in like FIFA and Madden and, and sports games like that that we're playing today? So I used to be a big 2K fan. So every year it came out, I would definitely do microtransactions as far as getting VC to bump my player up. But it's just gotten worse and worse. I see people with the ultimate team. There's been stuff that's came out that you have to spend like thousands of dollars in real cash to get certain players unlocked in these ultimate teams. I, I hate it. I, I hate sports games as a whole right now. I think they're horrible. They're unfinished messes. They just, you can tell they're slacking and just not putting in the work. And then they're saying, hey, pay more on top of this for a broken product. And then pay more to unlock certain things that you could have had unlocked five years ago. It seems like they gave you the same game. Here's a new slap of paint. It's broken. We don't care. Give us all your money. It seems like a it's like a shameless cra- a cash grab essentially. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think there was uh, I forget what if it was NBA or not. They were like, yeah, we see like they're using the exact stuff the codes they did for like two K seventeen, and they're using yes. two K twenty three. It's like, come on, like. Again, if it's not broke, don't fix it, but it was broke at the time, so why are you still using it? They're still making money off it, which is unfortunate. Yeah, a few things on that. I know somebody that spent almost two grand in FIFA 21, which is wild. Uh, absolutely insane with that. The yeah. Ultimates, and uh, I think you get like packs or something. I don't play any of these, so uh, just from what I've talked with them about and like their regrets in doing that and how it resets with the next year's sports game and like things aren't transferring. 
So I, I know that uh, Madden 23 launched with a bunch of issues, and it is using the same engine they used in, like, 2018, Madden 18 or something, using the same engine. And uh, I know when FIFA launched for the Switch, so there's... I don't think it got a game every year, but I know it was using an engine from 2013. So it was using, yeah. like, the PS3 engine in the Switch for FIFA 21, and they call it, like, the Legacy Edition, or something along those lines. And it's essentially, like, a 10-year-old game, almost. But people are still paying for it, and it's, it kind of sucks that it's going to take something... They've gotten tons of bad press over it over the years, but as long as it doesn't affect the bottom line, they don't care. So, but it's never going to happen because people still buy it every year. So it's. Kind of, I guess the only stuck circle here. Yeah, I guess the only thing is you're going to have to have like outside help because I know I think it started with maybe Madden over over in Europe with the whole loot box stuff and the governments getting involved. You essentially have to classify these as some kind of loot box. You'd have to say. To a government, hey, this is gambling, and then it would have. Then you deal with like law issues, but I mean, you can't. I I don't trust a government to fix an issue within the gaming community, so it's it's just probably going to be a problem that forever infests sports games moving forward because they're making a crap ton of money year after year. Why why stop? The only thing I could see is if we get some of these exclusive licenses away and go back to like the phase of yesteryear where you saw you know, three or four different NFL or NBA games come out a year where they all have to compete, but they have the licenses locked down and it's like, they're never going to give those up. They're going to show how much money they can to keep it. So they don't let other people make a game that could possibly overtake them. So yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, those days when you had the competitive sports games, you know, you had three or four different five or six maybe, you know, come out for, like, the Genesis, and they were competing with these different, you know, pro quarterback on the Genesis off the top of my head. Uh, multiple, you know, like, hockey games. Like, all these were competing to be the better game and sell the most, so they actually put time into these games. And that doesn't happen anymore. That happen- That hasn't happened for a long time. You know, we... No, it, it sucks. I mean, I know people look at sports games for the retro systems as, like, fillers for collection but to me it's like like you said you could have pro quarterback club you could have Deion sanders primetime football you could have the madden series you could have tech mobile like you were just collecting all these games that you know maybe are cheap but you're just seeing the differences across four how people yep. take the nfl and the gameplay how they want to make theirs unique four different times which is cool yeah yeah nhl 94 still holds up for me today i there's some of those games that if I want to play a sports game, it's typically going to be that or um, kind of segueing into the uh, the new uh, topic here. What is like your favorite uh, like Mario sports game or like party sports style game? What's what are one of those that you you enjoy a lot? Are there any of those that you like? Yeah, so obviously Mario Kart's the the biggest one. Um, we play a game called, I'm getting too old to where the hangovers get worse, but we used to play, and we try to still play Burial Kart, which is a very fun drinking game for those that have never played before. I see Mark is kind of, have you played Burial Kart? You're kind of shaking your head, you know? I've not played, but I've heard of it before. Yeah, so it's it's fun. Uh, so Mario Kart's a, a big fun one for me. If, if you got to Google Burial Kart and want to learn how to play to anyone watching, it's always a fun time. 
Um, then recently, I picked up Mario Golf for the GameCube, so I, I love that. So I'm a big fan of the Mario Golf game. Me too. Yeah, Toadstool Tour. That's probably my favorite one, other than the one on uh, the one on Game Boy Color is really cool because it's an RPG. That one's really fun. Completely different style of game. Um, but I mean, I know there's a lot of them I like. You know, I really like Mar- Mario Strikers on GameCube. Yeah, there's um, got the Sluggers as well. Sluggers it's very expensive, so it's like it's it's a it's uphill battle to try to find a cheap version of Mario Strikers complete. So yeah. I'm just gonna have to pull it and get a get an expensive one. Seems like their most popular sports game was a Strikers game. For whatever reason, it just it was a really fun game to play. Was. I agree. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There was, um, like, I really liked uh, Mario Hoops Three on Three, which was a basketball game for the DS. Um, there was like Mario Sports Mix, where you got like four or five different sports in the game, which was really fun. So Mario I mean, Tennis. Yes, which is my favorite Mario sports games myself. Are you, are you talking for the N64? I'm talking all of them for me. Uh, me and my buddy Tom, shout out Tom, he has Mario Tennis, and I used to just want to rage quit playing Mario Tennis on N64. <laughs> we just get mollywopped by the computer on easy. That's awesome. Yeah, the only tennis one I can think I don't care for is the one for Wii U, and that's just because it's like super bare bones. There's like nothing to it. There's, I mean, there's nothing to keep you playing. There's not a story mode. There's like, hardly any extra modes there's like nothing to it but other than that i you know i really like the one on gamecube um the one on switch aces is pretty good too i like it you know they added updates to it what is it the virtual boy oh yeah (laughs) yes yes you know i've got my 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 little baby sitting right here for the virtual boy so i gotta get an sd card in it by the best one I don't know about that. It's it's fun, but it's definitely not the best one. Kidding. That's as bare bones as it gets. Yeah, there's nothing to that game. Just red. A lot of red. Yeah, just a lot of red. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, then we had a couple comments here. Uh, we just got... Retro Rob says, I mean, it's Nintendo. They don't care. People will still support them, and they know it. Sports game developers also don't care because they know they will still buy and support that's true. Obviously, yeah. we you know they're going to continue to do that. Yeah, unfortunately, there are a ton of suckers out there, and greed always wins. Um, Retro Rob says Wii Bowling and Mario Kart. I love Wii Sports <laughs> personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl says uh, NHL '95 on PC. PC is still one of my favorite games. Same with FIFA '96. Yeah, those are when sports games were good for me myself. Uh, Super Strikers on Wii is so much fun. Um, we've got... I can't read the name. I think it's Chasen. It says, shout out to Army Man. She's awesome. Amy Man? I'm not sh- I'm not sure what that means, but... Uh, yeah. So, appreciate it. Uh, we've got a rumor next week, or sometime early this week, they're saying that we're going to be having the Nintendo Direct, and also that we're going to get like a shadow drop from the uh, new Advance Wars. What's everybody thinking on that? I would love to have a Direct. It's It's been a while. I'm hungry for it. For it. I think I misspelled that. But 
Uh, it's all a rumor, so who who really knows? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I can speak. I swear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lot they can uh, announce and talk about for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, what uh, what do you consider shabby? What do you think is the best Mortal Kombat game, and what is your favorite character? The best game is probably Mortal Kombat Deception. Um, Love that game. Yeah, that's probably the best overall game. Um, my favorite is probably MK Trilogy because it had all the characters in it up and to that point in the 2D era. Gamecom um, version, right? Love that Gamecom <laughs> version. <laughs> oh, man. I had the PlayStation version and I hated the loading times growing up of how bad it was when you played Mortal Kombat Trilogy and you couldn't morph uh, Shang Tsung without having something just start loading or possibly crash the game. Uh, kind of touched on my favorite characters earlier. Uh, Kung Lao, Baraka, Cyrax, all those guys. I, I mean, there's really no bad MK gamer, and there's only a handful of bad characters to me. So you really could say any of them are great, and I would probably agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think um, favorite for me, oh, that's a hard one. Probably, uh, goodness, I don't know. I really like nine. I know it's not like necessarily a fan favorite. I would probably say overall, it's got to be either um, Mortal Kombat Three Ultimate or Mortal Kombat Ten. Um, probably one of the two. I think those are. You know, I love I love Mortal Kombat Two. Super nostalgic for it, but I think that uh, Three Ultimate um, holds up a lot better for me to go back to personally. Um, I mean, that's me. What? Do you, what you think in game game Ramer? What's your favorite? Um, I think I probably am most nostalgic for two. Um, but I I kinda like playing some of like the uh, like more recent ones. I don't know, it's just something about getting like a better graphics, a better you know, gameplay, I guess. Yeah, for better or worse we have such good graphics now. It it, it almost there's no feeling of soothingness watching like current fatalities as ASMR because it's like I feel like I'm actually watching someone getting murdered. <laughs> Isn't that what we want? But yeah, it's still it's still a fun game to watch and this the evolution of it from the two D into what it is now has just been nothing short of great. I mean, how do you go crazier with the fatalities from Eleven? I mean, I, what else can you do with fatalities? I, I honestly don't know because there was some in there that made me physically uncomfortable. Most of them, like, <laughs> I think it was Garrus had one where he punched someone into a wall of sand and then just started at their fingers and ripped their entire skin off of their body. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it for 12. Because they're they're always trying to one up themselves. That's always been like Mortal Kombat's thing is one upping the fatalities. And I think when you just go from pulling somebody's entire head off and their spine coming out, like how do you get more aggressive? A few things come to mind, but it definitely would probably at that point reach into the NC seventeen rating. And then it's like, oh, we might have to cut back on this. Yeah, you can always get worse, but it'd go way over the top. (laughs) I think one of the quotes that stuck with me. Oh, sorry. Um, you can go ahead. I I was just saying that the, they go through so much trying to get things so accurate during those fatalities. They do. Like they go through like a lot of mental like mind games and stuff too when they're 
constantly watching this and trying to perfect that so that they can have it like articulated through the video game. I mean, the, there is so much that they do behind the scenes. Give us what we want. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty metal. I watched a behind the scenes on MK3, the making of it. He's like, reality's boring. Nobody pays for reality. And I think that's kind of been why Mortal Kombat has stuck around for such a long time. And that's why, you know, the over the top stuff actually, you see it works. We're talking about it now, like I said, 30 years after it came out and the new games and how they're constantly one up in themselves. It's because, you know, like they said, reality's boring. We want to take it to the next level and it's worked. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think me playing that so young, um, I, I don't think it had any sort of negative effect on me, but I, I become super numb to Mortal Kombat. So like seeing each one, we used to go watch just fatality compilations. Me and me and my stepbrother and stuff just watch the compilations of them. So I don't, I don't even think that there's anything they can do where I'm like, oh my god, like just kind of become numb to it at this point. But it's still cool to see what what they get creative with with it. And see how how they kind of take it. Mm -hmm. uh, so it looks like for our last topic we got here um, any thoughts on Hogwarts Legacy which drops this Friday um, anybody planning on playing that um, your thoughts on all the kind of stuff going on around it it's not like a Mortal Kombat game so <laughs> we go from there to... <laughs> you know with a whiff of a wand all of a sudden your skin's inside out yeah Hogwarts Mortal Kombat let's go yeah, bring bring Harry Potter to uh to Mortal Kombat. Let's see how let's see how creative we can get. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but I well, mean it, it looks like a fun game. I definitely plan on getting it. Seems somewhat creative. I was even talking with my boss and he wants to get it when it comes out too. He's like I have been looking at this game, it looks amazing, I want to get it. Me too. Yeah, I think me and you are gonna both try to stream it potentially we'll see what happens yeah. we'll definitely be streaming it for sure um we'll see how the how it works you know around with us so um all right well uh playstation shabby what what can we plug for you what we got going uh, on anything in the future just the socials it's pretty simple uh at playstation shabby on instagram and tiktok um just i plug away on there create content and uh that's really all I have. I don't, you know, have a. I don't have any movies coming out. I feel like uh, it's on late night, you know, <laughs> there's a movie coming out or something. Uh, I don't. So just follow me on social media, and I promise you'll have fun. So. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, as well as if you're watching on a site that has a description, uh, we put your link tree down in the description below as well. So. Awesome. Yep. We'll have you linked and, and tagged and everything. We appreciate having you on. Um, great show tonight. We'll have to have you on again sometime and. Uh, yeah, well, uh, we'll see y'all later. Uh, the pleasure and thanks is all mine. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Game Junction reached out to me to come on here, so it was kind of cool to get that invitation to, to come on. And, I, I, yeah, I'd love to come back on, and it worked out really well, so thank you guys. But all the thanks go to you guys. I'm not taking any thanks. You guys get all the thanks for having me on. We definitely well, appreciate thank you. <laughs> we appreciate it for sure. All right, guys. Uh, we had a great show tonight. We appreciate y'all. Give a uh, like, comment, subscribe down below wherever you're watching. Follow on Twitch anywhere you're at. And uh, we'll see you again next Sunday. Let's see y'all. Later.